0: You're listening to Flourish Weekly with Pastor Jen. We know you'll be encouraged by today's talk. Hey y'all, welcome back to Flourish Weekly. Thanks for being here again this week. Um, Last week... Last week's episode was an episode about walking in God's strength and in His grace and finding strength for the day and for the week and for the task at hand. And it really resonated with so many of you. So thanks for reaching out. I love to hear your stories. I love to hear about what God's doing in your life. I love to hear the challenges and and the um, the victories and all the things in between. It's just it's just so encouraging for me personally to hear from you. so, Continue to reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Before I get started, I want to let you guys know that in about four weeks, on February the 21st, um, 2023, we will be hosting a Flourish Night. And what that is, is it's going to be a night, um, a gathering of women. It's going to be a bilingual event. We're going to have food trucks um, so you can come hungry. We're going to have some coffee. And also, we're going to have a guest worship band. I will be speaking, and then we're going to have some ministry time. We're going to have some Flourish merchandise there for purchase. It's just going to be a great time in God's presence with other women. So please bring your friends and family. We would love for you to be a part. If you want some more information on this, you can follow me on Instagram. I'll be posting more information. You can also go to kingsgatehobs.com and um, find some more information there. But I just want to throw that out there. I'll probably be talking about it over the next couple of episodes. Flourish Weekly coming up on February the 21st. Please, if you can, get there. It's going to be such a great night. Um, before we get started, uh, let's just pray. i've got I've got something on my heart I want to share with you today, and uh, let's just jump right in. Heavenly Father, Lord, I love you, Thank you, Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for the women and the men who are out there listening, who are a part of what you're doing in your in your church, in the communities, and in their families and in their lives. God, we are so grateful for you. We cannot do anything without you. and we trust you and we rely on you for every little thing. We thank you for your grace. We thank you that it's sufficient and you are more than enough. And we love you. Strengthen me today and help me to speak your words in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys. Well, I want to share with you um, of a couple of verses, actually, that came from my own personal reading this morning. And it really just, it's, it's amazing how much it magnifies um, success and how it really just breaks it down to some simple instructions. And um, this comes from Proverbs chapter four. And I love Proverbs because it's so full of wisdom. You know, it's the wisdom book. I did a six-week class on Proverbs, specifically talking about leadership, teaching on leadership, teaching on how to be a success and how to lead your family well, how to lead your community well, how to lead at work, and I love Proverbs because it breaks down such simple wisdom, but it gives really clear instruction. And I don't know about you, but I love clear instruction, right? I don't like it whenever things are unclear or things are complicated or things are, are um, vague. I just really love clarity. And so, as I was reading this this morning, I thought, "Man, God, you were really clear about how to have success, how to be promoted, how to go to that next level um, in our relationship with God, how to be promoted in the kingdom of God, but also how to be promoted at work and in 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 our in their in our world and in the things that we do in everyday life." And so, I want to read this. Um, this passage to you. And I'm going to read it a couple verses at a time and then just talk about it. Proverbs chapter four, verse 20 says, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their bodies. Now what that verse is really you know, what stands out to me in that verse is that God is saying, pay attention to my word and let it drop deep into your heart. And this is where life comes from. So many of us are walking around feeling dead spiritually, feeling dead emotionally, feeling not like we're not quite connected to our spouses or our kids or our friends or our community or our church the way that we should be, and really not feeling like we're connected to God the way that we should be. And so often, that can be just traced back to this simple this simple instruction of God to love His words, don't lose sight of His words, carefully consider His words, and then let them fall deep into our hearts. And when God's word penetrates our heart, and we really hear it, understand it, and we get this, this revelation of it, and we grasp it in our heart... That's where life comes from. And, and one of the, the words that I like to say is Zoe life. And what is that? Well, that's when the word of God comes alive and is so awakened to you that it becomes a personal word from God. So you can read something in your Bible that was written thousands of years ago but it is a specific and personal word just for you directly from God for that day and for that situation and for that moment. And a lot of times when that happens, that's when life is given to us. And what, you know, we love it when we feel like God has breathed fresh life into our hearts and fresh vision and fresh direction and fresh opportunities and all of these things really awaken us. But man, so often we're sitter- sitting around waiting for, for, fresh life. We're sitting around waiting for fresh, um, for God to breathe into us. And we've just simply gotten away from the simple daily practice of his word. And you know, to be honest, it's not every single day that I get a personal word from God when I read my Bible, but I still carefully consider his word, make his word a priority in my life, and I let it go deep and penetrate into my heart. So let's move on. To the next thing that was emphasized in that verse, it says, let them penetrate deep into your heart for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. So these instructions of God, they're instructions of wisdom. And you guys know my story. If you haven't heard my story, please go back and listen to the episode called When Panic Attacks. It's my personal story of how I went through panic attacks and anxiety, severe depression, um, burnout, and you know we could put a thousand different labels on what I walked through. But as I came through that and healing. I really had to learn God's instructions and wisdom for physical health, for mental health, for soul health, for emotional health, for balance in my life, for boundaries in my life, for knowing when to say yes, knowing when to say no, knowing when to step out and push a little harder, and knowing when to sit back and kind of rest and and take a sabbath and 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 renew my soul. So God's word is our manual. God's word is full of wisdom, even for how to take care of our bodies. You know, it's it's it goes all the way back to the simplicity of taking a Sabbath, having a day of rest, um, getting enough sleep, working hard, you know, being a part of a community, having friends, having Christian friends, going to a church, being planted in the house of God. These are instructions from God in the word that a lot of times we want to ignore And then we wonder, why am I withering up? Why am I drying up? Why do I feel alone? Why do I feel rejected? Why do I feel um, like I don't have connections? And why do I feel like I don't have the same passion that I used to? Well, if you trace it back, not every time, I'm not saying that every time it happens that um, that it's something you did wrong, because sometimes we go through dry seasons and it has nothing to do with anything we did wrong. But a lot of times we can trace it back to an instruction in God's word that we have ignored, or we just haven't put enough priority on. And God is saying right here, he's saying, pay, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. It will bring life to those who hear them, and it will bring healing to your whole body. And a lot of times, the healing that we need in our body, for some people, it's going to require a large amount. Of, it's going to re- not a large amount, but it's going to require a, a mustard seed amount of faith. And for others, you don't even necessarily need a miracle. You just need wisdom. I don't know how many times in my life I didn't necessarily need a miracle. I just needed to apply the wisdom of God into my life. I had to. I had to consider what I was eating. Consider how my schedule was. Consider my boundaries. Consider um, whether or not I was really taking care of myself and putting God first. And and some of you out there need to consider what what's what's your alcohol intake like. And I'm I might step on a little bit of toes today, but man, here we are so often going through life wondering why we're struggling. And there's some things in our lives that God has been talking to us about. There's some things in our lives that God's been saying, it's time to lay that down. There's some things in our lives that God's been challenging us. And it's real simple. We just don't like to hear it. And so we ignore it and we don't give into it and we don't obey. And then we wonder why, why things aren't clicking right? Why things aren't operating right? Well, if you want the machine to operate correctly, then you need to consult the manual. <laughs> and, if, and then you need to know the creator of the machine. So if you were created by God, your mind, your personality, your body, your the way that you function as a human being, every part of you was created by God for a reason. He designed, purposed, created, and fashioned you together. So now we got to go back and consult the manual and consult the, the, the spirit of God on what's off in our lives. And yes, sometimes that means consider alcohol intake, consider sugar intake, consider Um, Do I have some unforgiveness in my life? Do I have something in my heart that I've got to get cleaned up because it is poisoning me? And I recently really took stock of this in my own life where I really wanted my heart to be completely pure. And I knew there was a little area of unforgiveness in my heart. It wasn't that I was actively angry or actively um, offended or bothered, but there was just a seed of unforgiveness that was still there. And I have been purposefully surrendering that to God over and over again, saying, Lord, I give this to you. I turn this person over to you. I am going to, I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to make sure that I am not holding on to any unforgiveness because what is unforgiveness doing for me? It's not affecting that person. It's not doing anything. It's not, it's not helping me in any way. In fact, it's actually poisoning my soul and poisoning my 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 being. And I don't want that. I'm going to turn all of that over to God and I'm going to walk in forgiveness because the Bible instructs me to. And see, here we go back to a, a clear instruction from the manual of God that says to forgive to love those who persecuted you, to forgive as you have been forgiven. The Bible says that before you even come before God and ask for anything, make sure that you've forgiven your brother who has offended you. And so those instructions, so often we don't recognize the importance of them. We don't recognize how important they are to our success, to our physical, mental, spiritual, and social health. We just ignore them and think we can get by without without obeying that particular one. So how do we know these instructions? Well, we got to be in the manual to learn the instructions. I've told this story before. I don't know if I've told it on the podcast, but I remember there was something that wasn't working correctly that was brand new that was installed at my house. Matt and I both went all round and round trying to find someone to come fix it, trying to find someone to give us instructions. And finally, one day I just decided I'm going to sit down with that thick, hundred and something page manual, and I am going to read it until I figure out what's going on. And you know, it was just such a simple fix. It was one little tweak that I needed to do. Once I read the manual, understood how it worked, I was able to make that small little adjustment and that thing worked exactly as it was supposed to work. And that's how our lives are. That's how our spiritual lives are. That's how your relationship with God is. Sometimes it's just a small tweak that God is pointing out through his word or through his spirit or through someone in your life who's a trusted um, teacher, counselor, mentor, pastor, and it is something small and it's just a small tweak. But man, how hard is it sometimes for us to allow those small tweaks? How hard is it sometimes for us to just kind of surrender and say, you know what, God, you know better than I do. We don't, want, we don't have to do this my way. Let's do this your way. And when we adjust and when we pivot and when we when we make that that change, An area of our lives always goes to the next level. Please hear me and know this. I am telling you from experience. I'm telling you from the word of God that when you surrender and make that change, whatever it is he's been leaning on you to do, Sometimes he's leaning on you to give and be generous. Sometimes he's leaning on you to walk away from a relationship or maybe just adjust a relationship. Sometimes he's leaning on you to start a small group at your church or st- or start volunteering at your church or, or he's just leaning on you to minister to someone at work. I don't know exactly what it may be, but when God is leaning on you to lay something down or to obey him in a certain way and then you do it every single time, some area of your life will improve and you will go to the next level. There will be a new opportunity that will come. There'll be a new open doors that will come. There'll be growth in a relationship. Something will improve in your own personal health, your own personal peace of mind. Your sleep might improve. There will be something. It could be physical, it could be spiritual, it could be social, it could be emotional. But something in your life will improve when you step back into a spirit of yielding and surrender and saying, okay, God what you said, I'm going to do it and I'm going to I'm going to trust you and I'm going to do it your way. Every single time. I'm telling you, something shifts for the better. All right? So let's look at verse 20. I believe it's verse 21. It's the next verse, Proverbs. We're in Proverbs chapter 4. We're going to go verse 20 through 27. The next verse says, "Guard your heart." This is another instruction. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And man, that goes back to what I was just saying. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. So if we're sitting here wondering, man, is my life off course? Well, let's go back and check our hearts. Did my heart get offended? Did my heart get abused? Did my heart get, um, did, I, did I pick up some shame? Am I carrying around shame? Am I carrying around guilt? Am I carrying around unforgiveness? Am I carrying around bitterness? Am I carrying around pride? Have I slipped over into a spirit of arrogance and a spirit of pride where I can't be told anything? And I can't serve and I see myself as, as, as above certain things. And have I slipped out of a servant hearted spirit over into a proud and arrogant spirit? Have I a loud anger in my heart? Have I become disappointed? Maybe you're disappointed with the government, disappointed with, with the way that things are going in America. Maybe you're disappointed with a family member, um, a parent, a, a spouse, a sibling, a child, and there is a deep disappointment and a frustration in you. Well, we've got to go back to guarding our hearts because our hearts determine the course of our lives. And so if I if I determine the course, if I'm going to go from here to uh, Florida, let's say I'm going to go from New Mexico to Florida and go visit my family over there. Well, I've got to determine a course. I've got to determine which airplane I'm going to take or which highway I'm going to drive, what time I'm going to leave, what stops I'm going to make, where I'm going to get gas, where I'm going to have layovers. All of these things, we determine our course before we go. Well, the Bible says if you want to determine your course in life, show me where you want to go. Think about it right now. Where do you want to go in life? Where do you want to go in business? Where do you want to go in ministry? Where do you want to go in in, in, in your family relationship dynamics? Where do you want your marriage to be? Where do you want your kids to be? And then, okay, say, okay, I'm going to go there, just like you would determine to go to Florida. Well, you're going to determine to go there, and then guarding your heart sets the course for your life. So I'm going to guard my heart. I'm going to make sure that the course of my life, if I want to see a happy, healthy, Loving marriage, then I'm going to guard my heart from uh, offense. If I want to see a happy, healthy, um, growing marriage that's that's strong and godly, then I'm going to guard my heart from um, bitterness, from jealousy, from impurity. I'm going to make sure there's no impurity in my heart. There's no lust in my heart towards other men. There's no. Um, there's nothing going on in my heart that's impure that could affect. The outcome and the, the, the destination that I want to go. Does that make sense? So you guard your heart, which sets the course to get to that destination that you want to get to. But let's keep reading. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Now the next instruction says, avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. So here we are, and God is emphasizing your speech, your words, and that is directly associated with guarding your heart. So when we aren't if we aren't careful, our wor- words can corrupt our hearts. Our words are one of the ways that our hearts actually get very corrupted through gossip, through strife, through anger. This this particular verse says perverse speech. Um, using perverse language, using perverse jokes. These are the types of things, guys, that seem so simple, but they affect our hearts and they affect the course of our lives. And it is an instruction from God right here in the Bible in Proverbs. And a lot of times we think, Well, Pastor Jen, you're kind of being nitpicky. No, I'm not being nitpicky. I am showing you from the word of God how to be successful and how to get the destination that you want to get to. Well, we've got to listen to these instructions and we don't always understand it. Look, do you think I understand how perverse language or perverse speech, or as this verse says, um, let's see, avoid perverse talk, stay away from corrupt speech. Do I understand how that could corrupt my heart? No, I don't understand it, but I know that he's the creator and he wrote the manual, so I'm going to I'm going to go with what he says. I don't walk into a place and and laugh at dirty jokes and make dirty jokes and talk about perverse things with my girlfriends. That's not something that we do. And guys, I know that's a big thing. When you go to work, if you're a man and you're listening and you go to work, you don't have to laugh at those things. You don't have to to be a part of those things. You can respectfully, without offending anyone, and maybe, maybe it's okay if you offend them if they're being perverted, but you can go into those situations in a loving manner and not partake in that activity. So this is really clear. It says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Avoid perverse talk. Stay away from from correct speech. We have to be careful that we're not being negative, that we're not being um, judgmental, critical, that we're not being hard on people, but that we are using our words to encourage, uplift, and lighten the load of someone else. Um, one of my friends recently told me on the phone that God spoke to her and told her to be my cheerleader, to be in my corner and always cheer me on and to be that friend who just believes in me and encourages me. And I told her how much that meant to me to hear her say that, and that I wanted to be that for her as well. Look, people in your life are going through hard things. People in our lives are, 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 are struggling. They are going through, they're being hurt. They're being, um, betrayed. They're going through things in their physical body. Why can't we use our words to lighten the load? And just remind them, you've got this, you're a child of God, you're beautiful, you're unique, you're you're strong, and the, the men out there, you're capable, you're a man of God, you're a son of God, you are called and purposed and destined to lead and to love God's people and to serve God's people. And God loves you and loves us. And see, even just hearing those words, those positive words of affirmation, you begin to feel strengthened. So let's use our words instead of being per- Or corrupt in our speech, let's use our words to build people up, to affirm people, to love people through our words. All right. Um, The next verse says um, avoid all perverse talk, stay away from corrupt speech, look straight. Oh, I love this one look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Man, how many times in my life has God spoken to me and said, Don't look to the left or to the right, don't look over there at what they're doing. Don't look over there on social media and compare yourself with what they're doing. Don't don't look over there and think, I should be doing that or I should be doing this. No way. You look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what is ahead. Now, what does that mean? That means I allow God to speak to me, to give me direction for my life, and then I look straight ahead. And I don't look to the left when there's a distraction of a hurt, a distraction of drama, a distraction of... of um, um, a sickness, or a distraction of a financial struggle, or a distraction of, I say drama again because so many times in life, it's these silly little petty dramas that distract us. Another thing that distracts us, another thing that could be looking to the left or to the right, is comparing yourself with others. Don't look to the left or the right and compare yourself with what other people are doing. You have a mandate on your life. You have a business to run. You have a, a job to do. You have a family to raise. You have a ministry to, do, to, to run. You've got people to love and people to reach. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author, which means he's the writer. He, the Bible says he's the author and the finisher. He's the writer and the finisher of your faith. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Head down or head up and look at Jesus and go. Step by step, go. One step at a time, go. Go towards Jesus. Go towards your mandate. Go towards your calling one day at a time. Criticism's gonna come. Questions are gonna come. Um, doubts are gonna come. The enemy is gonna try to throw everything he can at you to distract you. You fix your eyes on Jesus. This verse says, look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies ahead. The next verse says, mark out a straight path for your feet, stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. So there he emphasized again, mark out a straight fat path for your feet. Say okay. this is what I'm gonna accomplish today. And I think there's a podcast episode called um, Something for Life, uh, Planning for life. Um, something, I'll have to go back and and look at it. But anyway, there's a podcast episode that is specifically for scheduling your day, scheduling your life, making time for life. I think that might be what it's called, making time for life, something like that. But that, but that is to me what this verse is saying. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Okay. Not everybody is the great, greatest planner in the world. And I get that. Um, I like to plan. I enjoy planning. (laughs) Some people think that's weird, but I like to plan. Not everybody is that way, and that's okay. There's plenty of room for free spirit, for spontaneity, for fun, and for that personality is needed in our lives. But I want to caution you on both sides of this, if you're a planner or if you're not. To mark out a straight path for your feet, meaning you know what today is going to bring, you know what this week is going to bring, and you have written down what is a rec- what what is the priority for you for this week? What are the things that need to take your time and your attention? Because if you don't, you will get through the week, and then another month, and then a whole year, and you'll look back and you'll wonder what did I accomplish? And it's not that our lives are driven by a need to accomplish tasks. We're not a we're not a um, Christianity is not like you don't find your success and your well-being and your sense of of God loving you because you do things for him. That's not what we're saying. But I am saying that God has created you to do a work. The Bible says in Ephesians that uh, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he has prepared in advance for us to do. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he has prepared in advance for us to do. So there are works out there that God has prepared for you to do. And it doesn't mean that your Christianity or your salvation is based on your works. It just means, yes, you're saved. Yes, you've been forgiven. Yes, you've been given a new life. And now you've been entrusted to go and to do good works. Well, if you look back and you say, man, I kind of feel like yesterday got away from me, or I feel like last week or last month or last year got away from me. Well, let's look and see. Did you set a clear course for your feet? Mark out a straight path for your feet is what Proverbs says. So we want to mark out a straight path of saying, this is what my day schedule is going to be. And yes, things are going to happen and there's room for spontaneity and there's room to to drop what you're doing and go meet a need for a friend and and there's room for all of that. But if there's a straight course, you'll be able to accomplish so much more For your family, for your life, for your own personal life. You'll be able to do and accomplish the goals that you have. And then also most importantly for the kingdom of God. All right. Uh, The last part of this verse says, stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. And man, you guys, when the enemy comes in and tempts you with a wrong relationship, when the enemy comes in and tempts you with something that you've let go of and you've walked away from, addiction, wrong relationship, wrong um, friendships, whatever it may be, some type of sin in your life, whatever that thing is, when the enemy tries to tempt you and sidetrack you and 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 draw you back into that, you stand firm and you say No. I fix my eyes on Jesus. I have a, a straight path set for my feet. My heart is pure. I've been guarding my heart and it sets the course of my life. Um, and his words are are penetrating deep into my heart. So I have life and I have strength and I have, I have the ability and the grace and the determination to stay the course. This, this verse says, don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Stay strong. Keep pursuing God. You're going to make mistakes. The Bible says that the the righteous fall seven times and get up seven times. Every time the righteous fall, they get back up, they dust themselves off, and they say, all right, let's do this thing again. Let's try again. Let's keep going. I don't know how many times I've had to dust myself off for mistakes that I've personally made, for um, shocking you know, like, um, bl- um bl- what's the word? Blindsiding things that have happened in my life that kind of threw me off course. And I just get back up, dust myself off, look around for that supportive group of people in my life and say, Hey, y'all got me. Cause we're going, we're going to keep moving. We're going to keep going and doing the things that God has saved us, redeemed us, and set us apart to do, because man, someday we're going to get there in eternity, and God is going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. Enter into my kingdom. And man, that day is going to be a glorious day. But but between now and then, before we even get there, we're going to set our faces and we're gonna follow Jesus. We're not gonna be sidetracked. We're not gonna be distracted. We're not we're gonna watch our mouths and have encouraging voices in our in our in our mouths. We're gonna have encouraging words. And we are going to be a light and we're gonna make a difference and we're gonna see. Just I, I just believe that through this podcast, through you and the community that, that we're building, your life and the people that you are connected to, you are going to make a difference. And your life, Jesus inside of you, is going to be a light that's going to just penetrate the darkness around you. Get ready. God's about to surprise you with some with some exciting things. I am, I am sure of it. You're going to wake up one day and you're going to be like, man, today's the day that everything changed. I love you so much. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Remember, February the 21st, Flourish Night, follow me on Instagram for more details, reach out. I'd love for you to be there. I'd love to meet you in person. Please come and uh, be a part of what God's doing. I can't wait to see you there. You guys have a great week. I am praying for you, believing this is going to be a great week. I love you so much. We'll see. Well, I was going to say we'll see you next week, but I won't see you, but hopefully I'll hear from you soon. Love you guys. We're so glad you joined us today on Flourish Weekly. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend and tag us on social media. You can also connect with Pastor Jen on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening.